Thank you for joining us for the Friends of Israel today. I'm Steve Conover. With me is Chris Gatolka. We've created a special way to show your support for Israel in your neighborhood during the Hanukkah season. Visit foi.org slash shine to learn more. Again, that's foi.org slash shine. We'll have more to say about this special event later in the program. This is a great way for you to show support for Israel and the Jewish people during Hanukkah. But I want to share about somebody today who is showing support to Israel and the Jewish people in Germany. It's Pastor Kai Hess, Senior Pastor of Bible Church of Stuttgart, Germany. And Pastor Kai has an interesting background. His grandfather was Rudolf Hess, who was the commandant of Auschwitz-Birkenau, who oversaw the deaths of countless Jewish people. Well, today we're going to hear from Pastor Kai and how Jesus redeems this moment, a horrible past of persecution and anti-Semitism against the Jewish people. Pastor Kai is going to share about how he loves and supports the Jewish people just two generations later. It's an incredible testimony. We look forward to that. But first in the news, the Jerusalem Post reports the Israel Defense Forces published a Gaza Strip map, dividing it into smaller zones for safety alerts. The initiative is to safeguard Palestinian civilians, often used as human shields by Hamas, enhancing Palestinian non-combatant protection efforts. The new maps enable the IDF to issue more direct instructions to Gaza civilians, including evacuation orders. Well, Steve, here's my take. Anti-Israel protesters can be seen screaming about Palestinian genocide as Israel battles Hamas. Yet time and time again, Israel has warned Palestinian civilians to leave the battle zone in the north through phone calls and leaflets. The IDF even ensures safe travel for Palestinians moving south, preventing Hamas from making them return to their homes in the battlefield. Israel is a country that values life. Life even for those who wish to see them wiped off the map. Pastor Kai, great to have you on the program. Thank you so much for being with us today. Yes, thank you so much for having me, Chris. Thank you. Kai, uh, you you have an amazing story as a pastor from Stuttgart, Germany. And in the time we have, I want to cover as much as we possibly can, because we're going to be going back in time here. Uh, The story, actually, of your personal testimony, your your story actually starts with your grandfather, uh, Rudolf Hess. Can you you share about that, Kai? Yes, oh, well, Rudolf Hess. Well, yeah, infamous. Um, My grandfather... Uh, obviously, as I think as many people understand, no, he was the greatest, I think, the, yeah, the greatest mass murder in history. I mean, he was instrumental in, in, in the murder of millions of Jews and, and uh, a willing instrument. I, I still, I'm still, when I think about it, it, it it's, uh, you know, it, it, it's, um, uh, I, I feel like I want to, I want to cry. I mean, he, you know, he made himself available to, to the Nazis, to Hitler and his demonic regime to, to do this, this work, this, this terrible thing that he, this crime against humanity and all that. And I, I, I'm sure personally at being a, I know a Christian, I, I know he was a satanic, uh, there, you know, f- absolutely a satanic, uh, um, intervention here in his life. Uh, I, of course, I, I don't see spiritual matters, but, but seeing his life and, and how he came out of a Roman Catholic background and, uh, and, uh, you know, he was disgruntled. He, 
He uh, volunteered in, a, in a, the Ottoman regiment in the First World War and, and committed murder and, and became a soldier. And later on, he he committed murder again when he returned to Germany. You know, murdered a a, a, um, a, a local a local communist leader, a party leader, and and and, and the whole. If you look at that whole story, it's it's, it's a, you can see this. There's a satanic Satan is right right in there. And uh, I mean, what he did should never be forgotten uh, for me personally. I, and it should never be allowed to be denied because that's what's going on right now in the world. There's a lot of people, even in Germany right now, who are denying this. And um, so I'm, I'm, I'm one of these people. I stand up and, and very clear, you know, being the, the, the grandson of, of, of Rudolf Huss, I, I make it very clear. This is not a lie and this should never happen again. And we need to be, we need to be out there, make sure that, that this is not allowed to fall asleep. Uh, and, and it is, you know, um, so, I mean, just thinking about this man, uh, how a political ideology or even, I mean, even today, you see religious fanaticism can drive individuals, uh, you know, and indeed entire nations to the point where they cost, where the cost justifies the means. And, uh, you know, this is this is so terrible. Uh, and, and we haven't learned. Guy, can I say, just to give clarity, uh, Rudolf Hess, your grandfather, was the commandant of Auschwitz, which is a yes. which is a, a concentration camp and a death camp for the Jewish people uh, right. during the Holocaust and Birkenau. Right. And I, yes. that's why I want to go to your your father next, because your father was actually born on a concentration, the concentration camp of, of Dachau. And, oh, uh, yes. you, you know, uh, you spoke of your father in an article that I read. Uh, and and you said this um, about your father. You, you you said that he said my father. He's speaking about Rudolph. Your dad is speaking about Rudolph. Right. His dad. Right. My father did terrible things. For me, they are horrible. He paid the price for it. Uh, how how did your your grandfather impact the family? You know, I can only imagine being your father, Hans Jürgen. I, I, how did he process all that, Kai? Well, you know, this the the, the interesting thing here is, and it's 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 shocking in a sense. Later on, I thought about it. We never spoke about him. They kept that. I mean, you know, they my, my parents were not Nazis or neo-Nazis, or you know, they didn't condone what happened in the Second World War in, in any way. But they never talked about our family's involvement, Rudolf Hess. So I I mean, I found out about that in in, in history, history lessons in school. Uh, you know, when the teacher talked about Auschwitz and, 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 and the commandant, Rudolf Huss, and I said, well, that's just my name. Is that, is that anything to do with us? You're kidding with me. That's how you found out was in school. Yeah, that's basically how I really became aware of this, you know, and uh, and then I asked questions, of course. And and then and then at home, sort of, they, you know, they kind of said, oh, yeah, that's right. You know, and then my mom talked about it. But there was no clear. They, they, they never went into detail. There was. And I never felt there was any real remorse. You know, they didn't just should have been in tears. I mean, even when I think back to history teachers, you know, in school, they, I mean, it was a study, right? It was, it was presented as a lesson. But unless you show you have an emotional, I mean, when it, when it registers in your heart, what happened, it should, you should be in tears, you know, sharing this information with people. And I didn't see that emotional involvement with my parents either, so. So it, it, you know, it, it took me and, you know, for me to become a Christian later on and really uh, understand what happened, you know, and, 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 and meeting Jewish people and just understanding that. Oh, I, and it broke my heart, basically, later on. And then I started looking into it. I wanted to know. 
never talked about it. No, my dad never really. I, I think they were ashamed. I don't know. A hundred percent. Yeah, I believe that. And that, I, so you you learn about this while you're in school. But I'm interested. Did that become something for you? I mean, you were only born. I don't mean to date you now, Pastor Kai. But you were born. Yeah, you were born 20 years after the Holocaust, after World War Two ends. Uh, th- what were the sentiments in Germany at that time still toward the Jewish people? Uh, were they silent on the issue or were they, you know, as, you, as your parents were? And how did, you know, when you did find out, it, can you develop that a little bit more about kind of that process? I could only imagine that feeling that you had to hear it from somebody else. But could you develop that a little bit more? Well, you know, I, I think I think at the time, you know, personally, I wasn't impacted by it because my parents never talked about it. There was no emotional energy flowing across to us kids, you know, where, where my parents were like, you know, irrepentant or or, you know, co- convicted about what had happened, you know, back in the war uh, during the Nazi regime. But I, I mean, I see you see today what's going on in Germany. You see that there, there's a there's a contingent of people in the nation. Uh, and you see that in every, I've seen that in Indonesia and the Philippines, when one ruler goes off the scene, there's people that did well under that system and they will still, perhaps they can't speak loudly about it, but they will still maintain this, this, this kind of, you know, uh, condoning it and, 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 and praising it in some way and saying it wasn't all that bad. And I heard that, I heard that many times, but of course that, you know, not, not in my own family, my father was not a, not a, is not a Nazi at all. I mean. Uh, so, but, but, you know, I, I think German society as a whole, I mean, I'm just from my perspective, you know, it's really, I think there were still a lot of people that, that, that felt, you know, they were treated unfairly and all this, you know, how it is, uh, you know, and that whole thing was exaggerated and Germany was condemned for it and they lost the war. Their pride was, I think there's a lot of things that play together in, in getting people to not to repent, not to accept the facts, so, but, you know, it didn't really, no, it did not uh, affect me at all uh, in, in a sense of like taking sides. It was, it was like not meaningful to me at all. It was not something that I really paid, you know, I wasn't interested in it. Uh, not, not really. I mean, I was interested in, in my career and in kind of moving forward, my studies, my training and all that stuff. So. Well, listen, when we come back in a moment here, we're, we're going to continue our conversation with Pastor Kai. This is just an amazing conversation because, you know, if we just dwell on the past, uh, we're only going to think about the past. But right. the amazing thing about the Lord Jesus is that he's going to redeem this and he's going to redeem it because Pastor Kai's story doesn't end uh, with his grandfather um, and, and and turning a blind eye to what happened even. In fact, he's come to embrace it and he's come to embrace the Lord Jesus Christ and that redeems everything. So when we come back in a moment, we're going to ask Pastor Kai about his testimony and what it's like being a pastor, especially one in Germany who loves and supports Israel and the Jewish people. So you'll want to stick around. You know, in light of the recent violent attacks against Israel and increasing anti-Semitism across the United States, the Friends of Israel Gospel Ministry is calling on Christians nationwide to show their support for Israel and the Jewish people. Steve, last week we mentioned that the Friends of Israel is requesting that Christians light a candle in their window at sundown on the first night of Hanukkah, December 7th, and to keep it lit through sundown, December 15th, to honor the Jewish community and to stand in solidarity with Israel during this time of crisis. As we're in the Hanukkah season right now, there is still time for you to light a candle to place in your window. 
A lit candle in every Christian home across America now through December 15th will send an unmistakable message of hope and support to Israel during these difficult times. Now you can download printable signs to affix right next to the candle and you can download those right at foi.org forward slash shine. We hope that you'll join us and light a candle in your front window at sundown through the end of Hanukkah to show solidarity with Israel. To learn more, you can visit foi.org shine. Text us a photo of your candle shining your support for the Jewish community. Send your photo to 805-779-1938. Again, that's 805-779-1938. Welcome back, everybody. We are speaking to Pastor Kai Hess. He is calling in from Germany. Pastor Kai, I know it's later where you are. Thank you so much for being uh, a, a part of what's going on and staying up late uh, to be on the radio program. So, yes, thank you so much. Yes, I'm blessed to be to be with you. Yes. Kai, Kai, can you can you just tell us? You know, we were talking about your past with your grandfather, with your father, their connection, or his, uh, your grandfather's connection to the Nazi party uh, and the atrocities that you said that he committed. But can you share your testimony and how you came to know the Lord? Well, my, um, yeah, I, I, I was, uh, you know, I, my past, I grew up in an, un, you know, in a, in a, in a, basically my dad was anti-religious in every way, you know, he, he looked down on the church uh, and, and all kind of religions. He didn't care. My mom was a materialist. Uh, she she didn't really care either. I was it was traditional ritualistic German, you know, Protestant religion. Uh, yeah, so I, I didn't grow up in a Christian home, but you know, as I as I um, you know, I, I studied, I trained, uh, spent some years in the military, and then. I, I had my first, I, I trained, you know, in different, I was in hotel management for many years. I did the training at the Savoy Hotel in London and went on with Sheridan Weston and all different Shangri-La, you know, different groups all around the world. And uh, and I was a very, uh, how can I say, the, you know, the cause justify the means kind of manager. Uh, and, you know, I, I used to say I work hard and I play hard. <laughs> and... Uh, and then I got very sick in Singapore back in 1989. I got really sick uh, and uh, to the point where I almost died. It was close. I was in intensive care uh, and, uh, you know, I just couldn't sleep. So much pain. I was on morphine and I was trying to find something to read in this in this hospital room. And I, I opened a drawer, uh, the bedside cap in the drawer, and I found a, a Gideon Bible. And, you know, that's just Psalms and, you know, Songs of Solomon, you know, and Proverbs and then the New Testament didn't get the whole Old Testament. But, you know, I read that Bible. I mean, my first thought was you're not going to read that. And I don't want to use the word that I actually used in my head at the time. You're not going to read that stuff. Yeah. And, uh, and I thought, well, you know what? Read it. At least you can say you read the Bible. So I read that Bible, that Gideon Bible in my time in hospital from 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 beginning to end. And I remember thinking, wow, there's stuff in there that absolutely I did not line up with it in any way with my life. But I could not dispute the fact that it was moral, it was morally upright and, and it was really a, a wonderful thing for me to read because because I just saw the truth and I couldn't deny it. 
And so I was out of hospital, back to my life management, being, you know, a, a young 28 executive assistant director in, in a big five-star hotel and very arrogant, very prideful in, in every way. And then, and so one night I was at a nightclub, you know, I used to spend a lot of time in clubs, you know, work hard, play hard. And I was at this club and I was, a man walks up to me and, uh, and starts talking, uh, starts a conversation and we had a wonderful, uh, a wonderful talk. I mean, just a really nice conversation. We parted, we, we exchanged business cards. Well, two weeks later, this man turns up at the hotel and my workplace, you know, asked reception whether I was on duty. And so I, I saw, I mean, I didn't know who he was. I had forgotten about him already. So I invited him for a coffee in the lobby. And it tells me, he sits down within five minutes. This man tells me that that night he was in the club with a brother and I heard the word brother with a brother from church. And I said, oh, no. <laughs> and he was uh, he was in this nightclubs and outreach right, of their church to, to go to the nightclubs and, and talk to people like me. Right. And he said, but I was too. I wasn't you know, that clear anymore. So he said he, he he didn't say anything about Jesus. And so I looked at this guy and I thought, oh, man, this guy landed. He's from a different planet. He's an alien. <laughs> so I looked at my watch and I said, you know something? I, I got to leave. Uh, I, I have a meeting. Thanks so much for coming to see me. Well, he came back with his fiance, I, uh, you know, to our different restaurants. And he, every time he came to the hotel, he called me up. And I sat with them because, of course, I had to. This is a customer, right? So I got to sit down. If he wants me to have a coffee with him, that's in a five-star hotel, you got to do that. And I know he knew that, right? So well, here we are, right? We're talking. This went on for like a year until finally uh, they invited me to church. So I thought, okay, here we go. So I'll come. So I went to that church, right? And um, and I met another 150, 200 people that were nice and friendly and just sweet. And so it developed from there. I stopped going out Saturday nights because I enjoyed that time on Sunday mornings in that church so much. I wanted to meet those people, right? And they were so friendly. They gave me a Bible. They started teaching me some things, you know. And and when I was sick, they were there when I had, you know, it's just, I realized this was this was the real deal. And so, I mean, it's, it's a much longer story, but I know we don't have that much time. But I'm just saying, by Easter, Easter, Easter 89, I gave, I, you know, I just, I just believed. I, I just believed the Bible, believed Jesus was real. I believed he died on the cross for our sins. And I just I just wanted to have salvation in Christ, you know, by Amazing. grace and faith in him alone. And that's it. And so, yeah. And, of course, then he started the whole, you know how it is, right? And once you get saved, you got to turn out a U-turn. That's like a U-turn. And then you have to unlearn so much stuff. you got to start to grow. And, you know, the sanctification process you know, kicks off in your life and, and you're walking with Christ and that's it. You carry your cross. And so, yeah, that's, that's basically how I got saved. And and you became a pastor and not only a, a pastor, but even thinking of, of your past, your family past, you become a pastor that teaches what the Bible says about Israel and the Jewish people that right. God still values Israel and the Jewish people, you know, right. I, you know, how does that affected you as a pastor? How has that well, affected you as a Christian when you're reading through this and you're seeing it in the scriptures? Well, I see, I see, I see God's unconditional promises to Israel, right? And like they cannot be denied, right? And, and I look at Genesis 30 and 40 and 15, God told Abraham, lift up your eyes and look from the place where, you know, the land which you see, I will give you and your descendants. And here he says, forever, forever. Mm. 
you know, and, and God doesn't joke around. He doesn't say something and then kind of turns around. It's just the same with our salvation, right? The salvation of Israel is guaranteed like our salvation is guaranteed. You know, it's, it's, it's amazing when you think about it, you know? And yeah, so, yeah. I, I always like to say Romans chapter eight is our security. And then uh, of right. course, right, right at Romans chapter eight, Paul converts into Romans chapter nine through 11, where I think he's speaking of his faithfulness right. to his people, even who were disobedient. Absolutely. Yes. And that's, that is so, you know, when you understand that, you see, you see how God is faithful and how even Israel is a wonderful picture, uh, uh, almost like a picture of our Christian life. It's, it's God, you know, this is multidimensional word of God and, and how it all lines up and connects and interweaves, you know, over thousands of years. Yeah. And so I just, I mean, for me personally, it was just, I mean, I, I studied the seed and that was one of the things that, that really convicted me to the seed of Christ, Mr. You know, from, I mean, you look Genesis, right. Uh, and, and he goes here telling about telling Eve about the seed of Christ that would crush Satan's head. And then he takes that seed, you study, you follow that seed, that red line all the way through to revelation 22 at the end of the book. And it, it, it's never interrupted. And it's just, it's, it's so cool. And I just, that's, that's, I mean, it's just, there's so much proof and that's what I teach. I mean, when, you know, it, it, we're dispensational Bible believing uh, church, right? So, you know, we, it, we're, we live in the great, in the dispensation of grace now, but you can connect all those different households. A hundred percent. And you see how God moved all the way through, you know, and it's just perfect. Pastor Kai, I want to end on this. Could you give our listeners an update? You know, I hear a lot of people saying what they feel is uh, um, going on in the world today when it comes to anti-Semitism against Israel and the Jewish people, that there's this feeling of 1933 or even 1938 all over again. Are you getting that sense at all as as you look at what's going on in the world um, and the anti-Semitism that's on the rise? Yes, I, I get that too. Yes, I, I I get the same feeling right now, and uh, and I, I guess that's what we see prophecy. You know, you see, there'll be the rapture of the church, right? And uh, and then there's going to be the great the tribulation, three 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 and a half, three and a half, and it's it's going to roll and eventually. But we know how it's going to how it's going to play out. But yeah, I, I feel it. I see it. I see it here in this country, and I see how I know how you know how Islam is, 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 is how it's kind of almost pushing in that direction too. And you see people here in our, uh, in our country, how many people are ignorant. They don't know, they don't know Bible. They, they, they don't understand anything, you know, they just go by what, what Satan whispers into their ears. Uh, and, uh, and so that's, a, that's a huge, that's a huge thing, you know, but we know how it's going to go. Uh, so we can continue to pray for God to bring in a harvest and when I see that souls are being saved in Israel like never before, there's so many people. I'm talking to Menno. He said so many people are getting saved. People coming to know Christ as their Savior. That's it. That's the ticket. And we need to be busy and sharing the gospel. You know, we need to be out there and, and sharing sharing Jesus Christ with people. Pastor Kai, I want to thank you so much for being a part of the Friends of Israel Today radio program. Um, your testimony is an amazing testimony of how God can redeem even the most evil things. To think of uh, of what your grandfather had done in the past, 
but yes. Jesus redeemed it. And here you are today having a conversation for people to hear that you love Israel and the Jewish people because Jesus was Jewish, because the scriptures yes. teach about the importance of Israel yes. and the Jewish yes. people. What an amazing right. testimony. Thank you That's so much for being with us. In his seed shall all the nations of the world be blessed. And, and I'm part of that promise. This is incredible. It's incredible. Thank you so much for being with us, Pastor Kai. Thank you, Chris. Thank you for joining us for today's episode of the Friends of Israel Today. What an incredible testimony. So great to hear from Pastor Kai Hess. And a reminder to visit foi.org slash shine. Visit us today to show your support to Israel in your neighborhood. Steve, uh, you know, whenever I watch the news, I always see tunnels to tower, which are helping uh, uh, wounded veterans. Um, or I see Wounded Warrior Project. These are programs that are helping American soldiers who have been wounded in battle. Well, who's helping Israel's wounded soldiers? Well, next week, we're going to have Idan Kleiman on. He is the chairman of the Friends of Israel Disabled Veterans, and they do an amazing work helping the wounded who have served in the IDF. It's going to be a fascinating interview. We hope you join us then. The Friends of Israel today is a production of the Friends of Israel Gospel Ministry. We are a worldwide evangelical ministry proclaiming biblical truth about Israel and the Messiah while bringing physical and spiritual comfort to the Jewish people. 